Welcome to episode number 58 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast, How to Start a Sustainable Closet with Leslie Ann Pereira. Yeah, I know sometimes it can be almost a little emotional because you're just like, well, what do I have left if I nothing fits me and, or if I don't really love everything? And I think that's actually a great opportunity to think about, well, maybe I can make a certain list of what I need. That was Leslie Ann from Glendora, California. She is a fashion blogger over at Style Me Sustainably. She is such a fun, grounded, and easygoing lady, especially when it comes to the topic of sustainability. She actually says, I refuse to let fashion be the villain. And I was like, yes, that is awesome. I asked Leslie Ann to come on the show to bring a lighthearted attitude for all of us who are especially feeling the heavy weight of conservation and animal welfare in the world right now. And sometimes it just feels like what we do is not making a big enough difference. And I know that and I feel that too. But today I really wanted to bring a little bit of joy back into sustainability. And fashion is fun, right? It's meant to be fun. So Leslie Ann is all about bringing the fun back into sustainability. So she was the perfect guest to join me today. Uh, The simple idea that comes out of today's episode is to begin an inventory of our closet. So basically schedule a day into our calendar, grab our favorite drink, turn on some music, and try everything on in our closet. Make note of what looks good together. What pieces do we have that mix and match well? Note our preferences, such as the type of jeans we like to wear, the type of tops, patterns, and colors that look good on us our preferences between dresses and suits and sweatpants and then make a note of what we are missing if anything's missing and try to think of pieces that would work well with multiple outfits and then that becomes our list of moving forward into the future and steadily slowly looking for that exact right piece to purchase for our closet so Leslie Ann's going to get into this in much more detail in the conversation But links to all of the resources that we mentioned in this episode, as well as our backstage interview on video and a list of simple ideas that I gleaned from our chat together today, you can go to fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 58. Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. It's not that easy to go from learning and realizing all of the atrocities that do exist in the fashion industry to changing out your closet and building it and feeling like you can be proud of what's in your wardrobe and what you're wearing. And that's not an easy thing. So that's something you help people with. And I think maybe we can start with just your story a bit. So like, how did you end up first learning about kind of this darker side of the fashion industry and what was your journey with all of this? Yeah. So I, 
I've always kind of wondered, like I remember going to department stores and being just looking around and seeing this mass of clothing or going to like the infamous like Forever 21 and just seeing like all these clothes. And I would always ask myself like, where does, where do they all go at the end of the season or what's going on with all these clothes? So I just always kind of had it in the back of my head, but then the good thing that came out of quarantine and being isolated was I was like, okay, this is a time to like actually go into my interests and figure something out. And I've always loved fashion. And so randomly, I don't know if it was like fate or something, but I was on just scrolling through social media, Instagram, and I found this course um, that was just talking about um, what are sustainable development goals. So it wasn't necessarily directed with fashion, but just in general of sustainability, of the environment. And I thought, well, why not? I have the time. I'm going to take this course and just... I was hooked. I I had I kept going and researching more and I was like, well, here's something I'm actually like really passionate about. I found found something I was passionate about and I researched and here I was. I felt like I was back in school and it felt really cool to just you know, actually have like assignments for some reason. <laughs> like it felt fun. And so, um, yeah, and from there, I just thought, well, you know, I've always wanted to start a blog. And so let's get this going and really understand what the problems are. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, especially when it comes to fashion. Um, You see only the kind of the glitz and glamour of what fashion gives us. And you don't really understand that behind that, you know, a majority of it is this mass production, there's modern day slavery, there's environmental disasters that are happening. And you don't, you don't ever really hear about that. So I thought this is the time for me to kind of just give my voice, even if it's just me, you know, just a small voice, I I think I can at least hopefully uh, connect with somebody. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it just kind of accumulated and grew and grew. And now it's something that I'm always like, uh, like I'm always thinking about it somehow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting with the fashion industry. I remember when I first started selling clothing um, back in 2014 yeah. and I was buying from children's clothing makers and reselling and going into kind of the fashion district and going into these shops, I started to, it was the first time that I started to kind of lift the veil from what you see in these beautiful showrooms and start to see a little bit more of like what the reality actually is of fashion. Mm -hmm. And then you start to think about the factories and just what's happening you know, in other countries for sure. And even in our own country. And it's interesting how it's so such a drastic difference between this glitz and glamour of the fashion industry. And then just literally like minutes before where that piece of clothing was being created. And it's, it's really such a drastic difference that we just never see and never think of when we're talking about all this like high fashion and beauty and glamour and glitz and yeah yeah it's just yeah it's 
it's almost like for someone who, who's like me, like I've always just admired fashion and loved it. And it's always, it was like almost like a stab to the chest to hear and to really realize that something that you really love has all these issues. And um, so it, in a way, kind of like motivates you, especially if you're really into fashion to um, be like, no, there can be other ways. There can be ways that this is a good thing and it's not just so harmful and just so destructive. I wrote down a quote that you said at some point, which was, I love fashion way too much to just let it become the villain. And I don't know if you, I don't know where that came from, but I wrote it when I was researching for our episode at some point. And so when I pulled this up, you know, this week, I was like, oh, look, I love this quote. I love fashion way too much to just let it become the villain. And I think there's it's so well said because there really is like a way that we can still tap into all of the good things that fashion brings to the world. Right. Because it's like it, it getting dressed up and putting thought into what we wear and how we look, it really does like directly feed into our self-confidence and the way we show up in the world and the energy we bring to the world and the people around us. Like I really do think fashion also can have a really positive impact on the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I, my mom actually like instilled it in me from a young age. She's like, always dress how you want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to be presented. And it's, it's going to change how people interact with you, how you see yourself, your confidence. And it, it's always so important. That's why I love fashion. It's just like, you can really like tell your story of like who you are as a person um, without being like, hi, my name is so-and-so and this is me and this is what I like. And so it's, it's so impactful in that way. And so it, it needs to be, um, it needs to be cherished a little more and cherished better in a way. So yeah, I, I hope that with more as companies grow and they become more hopefully sustainable. I know we use that word so much, but it's it's important that companies understand that in a way we need clothing, not just to like, you know, obviously cover ourselves for basic human needs, but like we need clothing in order to really show expression and we should be doing it in a right way. Can you elaborate more on what that is for you? Like, what do you believe is how we can do it better? Yeah, I, the, I think the easiest way for someone for an everyday person is to really understand what it takes to make our clothes Mm -hmm. um so looking at the tags looking at i remember reading looking at clothing tags and i'm like what is viscose what is really polyester what is nylon or all this and i would just be like okay there's a percentage I, i guess that's how it is but when you really look into it polyester is plastic you know, viscose, plastic, um, you know, those things, spandex, plastic. So I, I think it's just understanding those little details of what makes our clothes will kind of change your mind about it. And um, seeing something that's 100% cotton versus something that's 100% polyester, you're going to hopefully change, choose the cotton item versus the polyester type. So I think that's kind of the easiest for me. And then shopping wise is, is hard, (laughs) very, very hard. And it's, 
but what's nice that I think this I don't want to use the word trend because because trends sometimes end mm-hmm. um but it's this idea that people are starting to reuse more they're going to thrifting um, which is really great and a great way to prolong clothes that we already have um so it there's like multiple avenues but I think that the easiest is just really understanding what our clothes are and what um what impact, what environmental impact that they really have on us. Cause one t-shirt is, it takes crazy amounts of water and like dyes. And it's just, it's very important to know what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's, it's shocking when you hear it. Right. And when you read it and when you see it and there are so many resources out there to learn this type of stuff. Like, like you said, like viscose, you can go read, like what exactly is that and what's the process for that? And what are some alternatives? Um, what are your favorite resources? You mentioned that you did a course at the beginning. Was that fashion revolution? Yes, yes. So it was, um, yeah, I looked up Fashion Revolution. I loved it because, yes, it was related to fashion, but it also talked about all the sustainable development goals. I believe there's, I think, 17 goals that, you know, world leaders are trying to go for. And it ranges from water use to labor to uh, land use, all that kind of thing. So that was, it was a great course and I really recommend it for anyone. It doesn't have to be just related to fashion. If you're interested in sustainability, it's a great course for that and it's free. And that's, that's the great thing is that there are free templates online that you can look at and just really educate yourself that way. Yeah. You know, fashion revolution. So I took the same course and I don't remember when, but I thought it was so good. And, um, they had another course that I took a couple of years prior that was, um, it was, it was the one where you see the signs, like who made my clothes, um, that, the whole fashion revolution movement is so incredible. And like their classes, they blow me away. They're so high quality, so well done, Mm -hmm. so relatable. And they really help us as consumers just learn and like figure out how we as individuals can navigate this whole thing. Um, Yeah. Like I can't, yeah, I love them so much. Like I can't recommend it enough. So for anyone listening, um, fashion revolution is the nonprofit. And I think, um, I know the website where you find their courses, at least sometimes is called future learn. I don't know if it's futurelearn.com or futurelearn.org, but I'll link to it in the show notes, but yeah, for sure. Anyone who's listening that is like interested that's a great place. Um, absolutely agree. It's yeah, Future Learn. That's the one. I also took another one on Future Learn that was talking about understanding luxury fashion and what that means in response to just like how luxury kind of sets the tone for a lot of fashion in like fast fashion. And um, it, it was also another interesting. So if you're interested, it's a, a luxury. I think it's called Understanding Luxury Fashion, um, but also a really great course. Ooh, yeah, that sounds cool. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to look for that one too. Um, so after we've learned and we're in this deep dark hole of yeah. oh my gosh, like everything's awful around fashion. What do I do? Where do you recommend someone start with their own closet? 
like how did you decide what's in your closet now? Yeah, um, I like to take a fun approach with this because um, I know it can be so overwhelming looking at your closet and just being like, okay, well, what do I keep? What do I give away? What is just unfortunately have to be put in the trash? Um, so I kind of make a whole day of it. So I, you know, get my comfy clothes on, I get my favorite drinks or whatever, you know, and I make a day of it and I put my favorite music on and I go through each of my items. Um, I actually just did this re recently and I put everything on. I put it on and I ask myself, is this something that I really, really love? Is it something that I put it on and I walk out the door that I'm going to be like, I feel my best. And if it's not, unfortunately, it's time to give away. It's time to, uh, you know, give away to friends, to family, to just to charity, whatever you need to do. Um, and I just kind of go through that. So it's a process and it's not something that has to be done all in one day that I always, because like I said, it just it can be overwhelming, especially if you have a lot of clothing. Um, so yeah, I, I do that. And I just make sure that whatever I do keep, does it still fit me well? That's another thing. Because having clothing that is maybe a little too tight or a little too big, it's just going to sit there. It's going to accumulate and it's not going to move. You're never going to put it on and you're never going to feel 100% when you wear it. And so I'm always... It sometimes breaks my heart, <laughs> but you know, like you have to, you have to in a way give it up. But I think once you do have like your core clothing, the ones that you really want to keep, I think from there, it's almost like a job to make sure that it's well taken care of. So it's, you're washing it properly, that um, if it needs to be repaired, it can be repaired. If you need it tailored, you can get it tailored. That's my, I love going to the tailor because when something fits you just right and just perfectly, um, it makes the whole, it makes a difference in so much. And so those are my kind of like initial tips that you have to do. And um, yeah, I know sometimes it can be almost a little emotional because you're just like, well, what do I have left if I nothing fits me? And or if I don't really love everything. And I think that's actually a great opportunity to think about, well, maybe I can make my, a certain list of what I need rather than just having this abundance of everything. Um, and I think that's really important when it comes to having a sustainable closet is having the items that you really need um, and that you really want in your closet rather than just like I have this random shirt that I wore once, you know? Mm. Um, so I think that's the best initial start for any closet. It's interesting. There were so many things in what you said. I know one of them, one of the things I was thinking, which goes back to the beginning of our conversation, which is where fashion can be a force for good is when it helps us to feel more confident about ourselves when we go out into the world and therefore we're operating at a more positive, like higher energy. And that is how we treat the people around us. And if we're wearing clothes that we feel a little subpar about, 
then that's going to be the energy that we walk out in as well. Um, and that's something that I've really had to like kind of push myself because I do not like letting go of clothes. I mean, so many things in my closet have been there. I mean, since high school, I'm 42 years old and I have clothing that I wore in high school in my closet because I just don't want to let it go. And, you know, some of it I do still wear and it comes back around. But um, I think there's quite a few pieces that don't fit, obviously. And there's a lot of pieces that don't fit even, you know, from 10 years ago that I keep holding on to that I just feel so close to getting back into. And I actually just went through my closet this week, too, and finally, like, pulled that stuff out and said like, okay, you're probably not getting back into this. It's been like six years, you know, and I put it in a staging area. So that's like something that I do. I put it in all the clothes that I think I it can separate from. I put them in this staging area. And then that way, if I do decide I want them, I can go back into them. And if after three months I haven't touch them, then I know that I can go ahead and try to sell them or donate them or swap them or whatever. Yeah, no, definitely. I do, I have that pile in my room too, where I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to completely part ways with it just yet. Um, so I'll think about it. And that's another great point. Yeah. Put aside the clothing. And if you're after three, four months and you feel like you're like, okay, yeah, this is not going to work then you can really feel confident that, okay, I'm giving it up and it's not just something that I'm just throwing out. Um, so that's another really great point. And yeah, something that I should do more often because I sometimes I can be like, ah, no, okay, this isn't working. I need to replace it with something better. But I think that's also another challenge is that sometimes you get a little too, uh, I guess like a little too happy, which is being like, oh, okay, well, um, time to give this away. Now I can go get something new. And the idea is that, I mean, yes, you can get something new, but make sure when you do get something new that it's complementing the closet that you do already have. Um, so you want to find something that, um, that can be worn, I guess, multiple ways or um, that is, is a little more versatile than uh, say this like random sparkly shirt you may have or something like that. <laughs> I'm uh, not saying those are bad, but, you know, just you have to be a little more conscious of that. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is really taking a step back and thinking about what you have and seeing how you can fill in the gaps of what you don't have. Yeah, I really liked that tip of what you shared earlier, too, of creating a list. So like really knowing your closet really, really well and knowing like the outfits that you can put together and what's actually missing so that shopping as you were talking, I was just envisioning shopping being more about going in for something specific instead of walking into an H&M and being like, Ooh, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. Which I mean, I, for me personally, I used to shop that way that you're describing where I was looking for something specific. And then I think once fast, fast fashion became such a big part of my life, it was all about the like, Ooh, what am I attracted to when I walk into the store and I need to try that and try that and try that. And, you know, and I go in with like 20 pieces of clothing to try on. And I think over the years, and then once I started caring about sustainability it became even harder because I couldn't like go to stores and shop anymore. And so over the years, I feel like I kind of lost my sense of style and putting outfits together because 
because it became more about the trend and that looks good, that looks good, that looks good instead of from the inside out of taking my closet and saying, okay, these things would look good together. What do I actually need? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the majority of I know I'm guilty of it where you where you fall into the trends of what looks good. Um, you know, it's skinny jeans one day, it's flared jeans the next day, it's, um, you know, crop tops this day, it's longer sleeves, you know, that kind of idea. So I, because of fast fashion, and I noticed this in myself as well, that since there's so much going on, you don't really understand your own personal style. And that's so, I think that that takes away from the, the funness, I guess you could say, of fashion. And that, I guess, the, the uniqueness of fashion. Because with this, when there's so much going on, there's so much like stimulus going on that you kind of just, I'm going to take this one, take that one, take that one, and then see what works and what doesn't work. But I think that's when like conscious fashion comes back and sustainable fashion is that you really think about, is this something that I really want? Is it something that I'm not just following the next person. I'm making this something unique in my own. Um, and I that I, like you say, it kind of like takes the back of how we used to shop. Or like I know my mom and my mom talks to me all the time. She's like, yeah, you know, I'd go shopping once every five, six months. And then I grew up almost going shopping once a month. And being like, okay, I want this, I want that, I want this. And I just remember feeling almost overwhelmed in my own closet because I was like, I don't even know what to wear anymore. Even though I have all that famous thing of, I have nothing to wear, but you have like a hundred pieces of clothing, right? And so I think that's why what may, everyone may get a little frustrated with not knowing what to wear because they haven't really understood what they really like to wear. And so um, it's more, yes, trends are great. They're fun. They're, I, I love them too. But I think it's it's important to always kind of like maybe take pieces of the trend and like put it back into your own personal thing rather than just completely going into that trend and sacrificing all what you have already. What tips do you have for people to figure out what it is that they love or what their personal style is. Um, do you have any thoughts for people on how they might do that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. And I think really the best thing is just going to a store and kind of just shot, like looking around and seeing what really, like what spot, what like, What's that one item that you're just like, okay, wow, I need to try this on. I need to try it on. And try it on. See how it feels. Does it fit your body well? Does it um, give you this kind of like, oh, like, oh, that's me? Like, you know, wait, you know, you have to really like see that and feel that. And it's kind of trial and error in that sense. So if, you know, if you're not really into skinny jeans, try them out and then try wider leg jeans. Um, if you prefer darker colors, try it out. See how a doctor, darker colors feel on you or lighter colors. 
Um, if you like dresses, if you don't like dresses, if you like suits, if you like, you know, it's, it's more, it, it's kind of like almost growing up, you know, you have to try everything to really understand, okay, I like this, I like this, and you can check off what you don't like. And, and even if, and here's the thing, is even though trends, they come and um, if you don't like following a trend or you don't, you don't have to, there's no person or social thing I, I, that you have to follow a trend that you have to be fitting in these certain kind of clothes. So my philosophy is just always wear what you want to wear. Don't feel subjugated to fit in into something. And that's the great thing with fashion. It's like, and it always comes back, you know? Now we're all looking like we live in the 70s again, you know, flare jeans, drop tops, and you know, it's, it's fun. So you just, you never know you know, they come and go, trends and come and go. So just really focus on what you want to do and what you want to wear and how you want to present yourself. I was picturing as you were describing that, like your day with your closet where you get your little glass of wine or champagne or tea or coffee, whatever you want. I mean, actually it probably lasts all day. So maybe coffee and then, and then champagne. Yeah. <laughs> and the coffee again, but, uh, yeah. you know, going through the closet and just trying everything on and trying different combinations and like almost keeping a notebook there to like say, yeah, this, this kind of gene is what I like. This kind of color is what I like. This pattern is what I like. And just like starting to like really track it so that we can maybe see when those patterns pop back up for us that we do really like something like this and it yeah it's a cool idea yeah yeah definitely I mean I'm like I'm more of a visual learner so I just kind of like I said I just put everything on and I kind of just take mental notes of okay I know this pattern looks great with this pattern this color looks great with this color um and then yeah like if you like writing things down write things down and like almost make like a grocery list kind of for, you know, when you go shopping. And um, honestly, it makes shopping more enjoyable when you know what you're trying to look for. Because it, the worst is going to like a store and just being like, I don't, I don't know what I want. I guess I want a pair of pants. I guess I want this shirt. Um, but it's always, it, when you have like a mission, it's always good. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's always like, I, I, I got this and, um, yeah, it's a little more enjoyable. At least for me, it is a little more enjoyable. Yeah. And, and if for me, then the pieces last longer as well, because the stuff that it'll come in and out of my closet so quickly when I'm just kind of going by whim of this looks good or that looks good and, you know, not really being very planful. Um, the, the pieces don't last long in my closet either. Cause I look at him and go, wait, that doesn't look good. Like, why, why did I think that look good? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And I do think there's a lot to be said too, for time saving with a streamlined closet. Like if there's less in there and you kind of know what goes together, it, almost like the whole capsule wardrobe idea. Right. But it doesn't even have to be a capsule, but just a streamlined wardrobe. I think also makes life less stressful. It's just easier to find something to wear in the morning and go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure everyone can, you know, relate to the times where they wake up late and have, 
you know, to get dressed super, super quick. And it's so easy to just be like, okay, I know this goes with this and that goes with that. So I can get ready and go for the day. Um, but yeah, but when you are shopping again, like make sure that I think it, it's so hard to actually shop nowadays because you go to the mall and it's all department stores. Um, you go to like say Macy's or JC Penney's or something like that, some where they have all these various uh, brands that you're like, oh, well, where do I even start from there? And I think it's, it's, you have to kind of put in the work. You have to research these companies. You have to see what they're doing, if they're doing anything at all in regards to sustainability. And um, yeah, so I, that's why I think it's, it's actually kind of fun when you do find a company, a clothing company or a shoe company that already has these like impl- like uh, regulations and how they make their clothing or they make their shoes. And it kind of makes it easier in that sense. You're okay. I know what I'm buying. I know the kind of company I'm supporting. And it's been nice to see more and more of those companies being so transparent too. Um, and that's another thing that you want to look for is transparency and how, how are your clothes being made? Are they being made with right materials? Are they being made by people who are being paid correct wages? Um, is it, you know, are they in regards to like environments? Are they harming, you know, communities? Are they harming rivers? Are they harming animals? Um, there has to be more transparency in that way. And when you do find companies like that, it, it's kind of, it's very exciting. It's like, yeah, yeah, like you want to support them and do support them. And I, I, I think it's that's all we can really do, especially when we're creating a sustainable closet, is when you do go find those places, support them, spread the word, um, because they are trying to make, they're like almost in a way pioneer companies that are trying to make the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And they are like taking the hard way and so many of the companies don't make it. And um, I agree with you. Like there is nothing better than finding a brand that makes something that you absolutely love and you know the whole story behind it is really good. I mean, the energy in that is just huge. It's It like feels so much better to put the clothing on and walk out the door. Like even that energy conversation we were having earlier, it's like, it takes it to another notch because you know, you're doing something good in the world. And like you said, talk about it and share it, tell people the brand, where it came from. Like, yeah, for sure. I think there's so much that can, so much that can change just by doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and like you're saying, like, I always think of like clothes when they're made by like an artisan or handmade, it has a story, you know, it has, um, like, you can be like, yes, I have this shirt. It took, I don't know, days and days and days to make, and it was all handmade. And it, it elevates the quality of the garment of whatever it is you're wearing. Um, And it's a luxury good and it's a different kind of luxury. So it's not like, uh, you know, a a top brand like Prada or something like that, but it's a different kind of luxury that I think people don't really notice as a luxury. 
yeah, so that's why it's, it's very cool when you can find those kind of companies too as well. Yeah, that is such yeah. a cool way to think about it because it's actually more of a luxury probably than the big Prada brand or Versace or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like the smaller handmade item as well as just like knowing all the way back to the plant that grew out in the field, that created the fiber that went into it, and then the people's hands who made the fiber. There's so much to like a piece of clothing that we're wearing that is such a cool, amazing story. And to your point, really does elevate yeah. that level of luxury for sure. And it's unique. It's yeah. more unique, right? It's like you're not going to be running into other people at the party wearing the same thing that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so cool. It's like it's a talking piece. It's it's you're wearing something that is almost like an art piece. And um, that's uh, to me, I, I'll geek out about that forever, you know. <laughs> so I'm just I, I think it's very cool. And um, I think more people should realize that they can also have that kind of feeling of like pride or something when they do wear their clothing. Um, it's not just a clothing, a T-shirt that was made from plastic or something that was not but that was made by, you know, uh, people that aren't being treated correctly, you know. So it's it's there's so much more to making clothing that people realize. They, I think sometimes we kind of forget that a lot of our stuff is handmade or um, if it is in a factory, it's in a factory that has, you know, poor health, con- environmental health conditions. And um, so I, I it's 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 sad, but also like there is there is change happening and that's all we can really do is focus on that change and continue that change um, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And one thing that I did just want to touch on that came to mind while we were talking about this whole kind of like luxury and slow fashion feel is that I know a lot of times the thought can be, well, that's, it's too expensive. Like I can't afford those things. And yes, a lot of those things are more expensive, but there, there are alternatives like such as just getting one piece and not getting 15 this year, you know, or, or secondhand and looking for different secondhand shops where you can find things that are unique that were made with better quality because they're, they've made it through multiple lifetimes, you know? Um, So I don't know, are there any other thoughts that you would like to add to that just around? um, Yes. Like some of these brands can be more expensive to buy them brand new right off the bat, but ideas for people that are saying kind of like, okay, I can't, I can't afford that. Um, I mean, I know I just shared a couple of ideas. Is there anything else that you'd want to add to that? Yeah, no. um, Yeah. It's always, it's always a difficult question. I think that's probably for me, honestly, one of the hardest questions to answer because, um, yeah, I, you know, I grew up more middle class. I mean, I don't have all this extra money to be spending and spending like a hundred dollars or on a a pair of pants or something. It's not something very common, but I think the idea is that yes, it's more expensive, but 
you want to remember that you're consciously buying something. So I, I it's just like, how do I say this? Um, it's easier to go to a fast fashion place and pick five items and have it be $100 rather than get one, one item for $100. But you have to remember, you have to think about your almost your morals. And do you want to support a company that has clothing that probably won't last very long? So it's almost like an investment um, versus something that you know is made with good quality materials that will last. It's probably more worth the higher expensive, uh, higher price item. Um, but again, Fashion buying shouldn't be so, I guess, frivolous as it is now. Um, like, you know, going back to that comment of my mom buying something once every six months versus me, you know, learning, learning, basically buying once every month. Um, we need to be more conscious of how we buy and when we buy. Um, and so, but yeah, like thrifting is great. I love thrifting. It's so much fun. Find little places. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to really figure out style as well. Um, yeah, thrifting, online thrift stores. It's becoming a little easier now. And there are cheaper options, um, if, especially if you can't afford that. And, um, it, you know, you can't, with sustainable clothing, my biggest thing is you don't want to judge people for what they can afford. If they, if they can afford... Uh, you know, lower price items, that's fine, but how they take care of it and if they keep it for quite a long time until it's like completely gone, dead, you know, and that is better than just being like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw it out and go to the store tomorrow and get another pair. So there, there's different avenues um, to how you can really make a difference. Yeah, for sure. And it really does look different for every single one of us, right? And I think that list that you were describing of your closet and knowing like when you purchase something new, you're purchasing something that in general is pretty versatile, can work with a lot of different things and is good quality so it can last a long time. So then you end up kind of taking it down to cost per day and a lot of times something that's more expensive is actually going to be with us for 15, 20 years right. and be used in many, many, many different outfits. And if it's not, it's passed on and somebody else can actually use it and it can, you know, um, yeah, just provide a lot of good in the world all around. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I like to wrap up with one simple idea. So one thing that you think listeners could do to help animals in the environment if they are motivated by this conversation? Um, yeah, I was thinking about it. And I think um, in regards to like the theme of fashion is really um, is really understanding where your clothing comes from and um, seeing if things are regulated, like if you like wearing leather for a lot, or if you like wearing um, like wool, are are they backed by regulations? Like I know with leather, there's the leather working group. Um, see if there are practices and morals and how they 
treat animals and how they treat the environment in their process of making whatever clothing item it is. Um, so it's, it's to stay vigilant and to know that there are regulations happening, support them, and um, make sure that it's happening more often. Um, it shouldn't be just, you know, just for leather things and all leather should be regulated. All wool should be regulated. All, anything that has animal products in it should be regulated and should be monitored and make sure that things are being treated correctly and with respect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I love that. And we can link to some of those um, regulations in the show notes too. I'll get some different ideas from you. And um, what's the best way for everyone to find your blog and to get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is just one word, style me sustainably. That's a great way to reach out to me. Um, email is the uh, same. It's one word style me sustainably dot contact at gmail. Um, those are the best ways. Um, but uh, there's also Facebook too. I'm sure if you just look up my name, you'll I'll pop up. But yeah, I mean, let me know if you have any questions or you want to talk. I'm totally down to talk about fashion anytime, any day. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I love that so much. And the website is stylemesustainably.com, yes, um, yes. which is a good landing place if you all want to like see more detail about everything that Leslie Ann is talking about. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with me about this. I feel like I, I just... Oh, I'm excited about fashion and, you know, navigating my own journey, as everybody knows, as I try to figure it out for myself. And I think if anything, I hope that this conversation is inspiring. If you're listening and you're kind of like trying to figure out sustainable fashion for yourself, I hope that this was inspiring and like helps you know that just start, just start. There's not a perfect way. Just start and um, start paying attention to things, looking into things more deeply, like you said. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. No, thank you. Yeah, and have fun with it. You know, it's just because it's uh, sustainable, it's not boring, it's not, it can be very fun and it can be um, very beneficial to how you feel about yourself and how you view the environment and the world. Um, everything really it's all connected there it, it you'd be surprised how connected it is <laughs> but yeah no thank you brandy I, this is i'm so glad we got to do this I'm, i've been anticipating this for a long time so, <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> yes. i know i'm so glad we finally pulled it off yes, um, <laughs> yes. so uh for everyone the show notes will be at foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 58 and please comment let us know if you have any questions um or any thoughts to add we love to hear them Thank you so much for tuning in and listening throughout the show. Leslie Ann really wanted me to tell you about a book that she is absolutely obsessed with and forgot to mention in the interview. It's called The Conscious Closet, The Revolutionary Guide to Looking Good and Doing Good. It's written by Elizabeth Klein, and it has a lot of detail in it about what we should buy, what we shouldn't buy. It even has step-by-step -step instructions on how to mend our clothes. So I have a link to that in the show 
notes for you. I can't wait to buy it myself. Also in the show notes, you'll find links to Fashion Revolution and Future Learn that she mentioned, as well as some of the regulators like Leather Working Group. So there's lots of stuff there. Or if you're finding yourself curious as to what does Leslie Ann look like, you can see our video of our interview there as well. Everything is all in one place at 4 slash podcast slash 58. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please pass it on to a friend. And if you have a couple minutes, leave a rating and a review. You would be surprised how much that couple of minutes on your part makes a huge difference in my world. So thank you so, so much for that. Uh, Have an awesome week. I will see you next week. Bye.